listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 9th of August. We start with breaking news. An Australian actress and music icon, Olivia Newton-John, has passed away this morning, aged 73. The much-loved singer and actress has been battling breast cancer, her family releasing a statement saying she died peacefully at her Southern Californian home, surrounded by family and friends. Her husband saying Olivia has been a symbol of triumph and hope for over 30 years. Olivia was first diagnosed with breast cancer in 1992 before going into remission twice. Cancer again returned in 2017. The superstar was a Grammy award-winning artist with her first number one hit, I Honestly Love You. Olivia, of course, shooting to international stardom in 1978 as Sandy in Greece, alongside John Travolta as Danny. You better shape up, cause I need a man. In 1981, Olivia's song Physical became the biggest hit of her career, spending 10 weeks at the top of the Billboard 100. Olivia was also an entrepreneur and founder of the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Wellness and Research Centre in Melbourne, which was at the forefront of groundbreaking research and treatment. And I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if in a public hospital we could have those same therapies for the patients, the same support system that I was able to find for myself and provide it for them. And I'm so thrilled that actually we're sitting in it. Olivia is survived by her daughter, Chloe, and husband, John. The 73-year-old saying in an earlier interview, she would like to be remembered as someone who made a difference to others. Um, I'd like to think that I made a difference in people heal from cancer. In other news this morning, a last-minute gold rush for the Aussies as the Commonwealth Games comes to an end in Birmingham this morning. The Kookaburras winning gold in the hockey, defeating India. The Com Games have been one of Australia's best-ever sporting campaigns. We finished on top of the medal ladder with 67 gold, 57 silver and 54 bronze. And we'll have more details on the Com Games shortly in Sport with Brett. In other news this morning, a 49-year-old man has been charged with two counts of murder after a mother and son were found dead inside a home in Brisbane South. It's alleged the pair, a woman in her 40s and a man in his 20s, were stabbed to death with two weapons seized at the property. Here's Andrew Massingham from Queensland Police. The scene was confronting, uh, has been described as a, a frenzied attack on the two deceased persons. The alleged killer remains in hospital and is expected to have a bedside hearing today. To New South Wales and former Deputy Premier John Barillaro has fronted a parliamentary inquiry looking into his controversial appointment to a plummet US trade job. The former Nationals leader saying he has done nothing wrong and has endured personal hell over the past few weeks. If I knew what I know now, I wish I never had applied. If I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have walked into what was a shit show. I'm going to use those terms, I'm sorry to say, because the trauma I've gone through over the last six, seven weeks has been significant. Meantime, New South Wales Trade Minister David Elliott has pulled out of the running to become Deputy Liberal Leader amid allegations he was also promised a key role. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and three tradies are this morning being hailed as heroes coming to the rescue of a woman who'd allegedly been stabbed at her home in Sydney's eastern suburbs. 
Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has the details. That's right, Tash. Police were called to Dover Heights around three o'clock yesterday afternoon after a woman had allegedly been attacked at her front door. Neighbour Marina witnessed the aftermath, telling nine three builders nearby were the first on the scene to help her. The guy definitely saved her life. Three of them were so brave, extremely brave. But she also was very brave because she was screaming, she was calling for help. Nobody would have come if she wouldn't call for help. The 45-year-old woman is in a serious but stable condition. Police, meantime, have arrested the alleged attacker, a 46-year-old man who's been charged to face court today. To Victoria now and the suburbs that have received the most financial support from JobKeeper have been revealed. Top of the list were Cranbourne, Werribee, Hoppers Crossing and Craigieburn. Our reporter James Lake has more from Melbourne. The JobKeeper cash was paid directly to businesses, Tash, to help cover their staff wages and keep people employed while their cash flow was hit by the onset of the pandemic. Now, the four suburbs mentioned are on Melbourne's growing urban fringe, full of new developments and many jobs in growth sectors of construction and hospitality. More than 30,000 Victorians in the building sector had their wages topped up by JobKeeper, along with more than 60,000 people working in hospitality. The latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor at large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Suncorp is the latest insurer to flag an increase in premiums as profits take a hit. Yeah, it sure is, Tash. And look, I guess the question I have is that will home buyers start looking at ongoing costs of a home when factoring where to buy? Now, it's certainly something that consumers should consider. I mean, when you think about how we buy cars or even, say, white goods, we look at what does it cost to run? I mean, does the car chew through petrol? What's the energy rating of the appliance and so on? And sometimes this influences our decisions. Other times it doesn't. And it shouldn't be any different when we're buying a house. Is it in a bushfire-prone area? Is it considered to be a flood zone area? Even the number of crimes in an area can impact what you end up paying for car, home and contents. Now, in its earning results yesterday, Suncorp, which owns brands like you know, AWMI and APIA, revealed to its investors that it has hiked its home insurance premiums by almost 10% on average after the payouts from the floods weighed on its profits. And it's also increased car insurance tax by about 4.9%. Of course, it has blamed the higher natural hazard and reinsurance costs for the jump, and uh, I suspect that we'll see more of these hikes. Now, while it still posted a $681 million net profit for the financial year, profits did fall by 34%. The company is going to pay a final dividend of $0.17 cents a share, uh, fully franked and paid until September 21, and the share prices did fall 4.6% to $11.11. And talking about insurance, Effie, some interesting new data regarding medical insurance and how many of us have extras but don't actually use it. Yeah, look, this is interesting um, because the latest available data from APRA shows that about 55% of the population or about 14.1 million of us have some form of extras cover. And we fork out about $600 a year to have this protection. Yet when you look at the data of how much we're claiming back, we're only getting about $421. That's for the full year up until March. Now, given most benefits do end at the end of this year, we've only got about five months past to use them or lose them. So look, the tip here is I would check to see how much have you claimed? What are your limits? Are you up your maximum? If not, start booking in some health appointments. A suggested calendar to help you make the most of your extra benefits is to book in, say, for an eye or dental checkup. It was interesting to note uh, some research came out that shows two-thirds of us 
haven't been to the dentist in the past two years. So, so maybe that's a good start here. And interesting to note that uh, dental was the largest component of extras benefits paid back to consumers. About $226 is what we get back. Also add in a physio or chiro appointment. And don't forget, some insurers do cover your gyms. You will need a GP uh, note to, to claim that. But plenty have partnerships. So for example, Medibank Private, their members get up to 25% of fitness first memberships. So it's well worth looking. What are the perks have you claimed? You may as well use them or lose them. Yeah, excellent advice as always. You have a great day, Effie. Thank you. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett As. We reported earlier another last-minute gold rush, some may say, for the Aussies at the Com Games with the men's hockey team wrapping up a very dominant two weeks for the Aussies in style. Yes, good morning, absolutely. Tash, good morning to you. The Kookaburras thrashing India in the gold medal match 7-0, leading 5-0 at halftime. They were relentless. They've won every single gold medal available at the Com Games since hockey was introduced back in 1998. So that is seven in a row now for the Kookaburras. An unbelievable effort. The Aussies have done it again. It's now seven deadly wins for Australia at the Commonwealth Games. They claim the gold in emphatic fashion. And the most important thing, we beat England. We beat the home <laughs> nation, topping the medal tally. 67 gold, 10 more than England, 57 silver, 54 bronze. So all up, two more medals than the home nation. So good from the Aussies. And as you said, no bias there. But of course, uh, we beat England. Now moving on to the NRL and the Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart, is now bracing to face a suspension for his extraordinary rant directed towards a Penrith player. Absolutely. He's waiting to find out uh, the investigation from the NRL. Uh, reports that he'll cop a one-game ban and a $20,000 fine. The Raiders are due to play the Dragons this weekend, so it looks like he'll be stood down from that. Of course, he apologised, but that's not enough, according to Triple M's uh, Wendell Saylor. Uh, Jamin Salmon, his family um, called for this investigation. They wanted answers and an apology, but it won't save him from uh, copping punishment. I know he would have been disappointed with his team performance, but, like, when he just went, and, like, you know, we've all got kids and that, like, when you just targeted, and I know that he regrets what he said now, but he's going to get a big fine, and obviously you said he might get a couple of weeks out. So we're expecting that in the next 24 hours. Yeah, controversy set to continue, and to the AFL talking about controversy, there's more fallout to the Crows' infamous camp in 2018. Yeah, this was after Eddie Betts' revelations uh, last week in excerpts from his new book. Uh, it was really the first time we'd heard from a player in detail about what went on at that camp. And now they've apologised to Eddie Betts and Josh Jenkins, who also spoke out last week, as well as any other players and staff who had a negative experience during that 2018 pre-season camp. Betts... Uh, said that he felt brainwashed. They used confidential information from counselling sessions to berate the players while they were going through that camp. In a letter to members and fans last night, Adelaide says the most important thing it can do now is listen and offer support. The club says it uh, also cannot rewrite history but can learn from the past. Still in South Australia, a bit going on there and Ken Hinckley is confident he will keep his job. Port Adelaide has uh, missed the finals. He does have a contract for next year but David Koch, the president of the power, has said that every role will be assessed at that club. Here's Ken Hinckley speaking to Fox Footy. Yeah, absolutely I do. That, that's my personality. That's who I am. I see things through as best I possibly can. And I, uh, I believe that the playing group and myself and all the coaches and everyone working in the football department certainly do want to see out the, the journey. And Carlton captain Paddy Cripps copped a two-game ban. They'll weigh up whether to challenge that because it rubs him out for the last two games of their season and they're fighting for a place in the finals. Thanks so much, Brett.
Thank you, Tash. Repeating this morning's very sad news, Australian music icon Olivia Newton-John has passed away after a long battle with cancer. Olivia was 73. We'll miss you. I guess I was always positive. I've always loved animals. My parents said that I sang from the minute that I could speak. So um, it's been a wonderful ride. Listener.